Okay, let's try this. Today I just wanted to talk about my adventures in note-taking and the upgrades I, I recently made to my system. I first thought that I wanted to try Rome, uh, the app by Rome Research, which is very popular and there's almost a cult around it, which can be a bit off-putting in some ways, but anyway... And while doing my research on it, I found this other app that's kind of similar in some ways and very different than others called Obsidian, and that's where I ended up. But before I get into the details of that, I made a kind of little outline here, which goes from more general to more specific. So I thought I'd first start with talking about why you should care about all this stuff at all. Like, why is it worth your time when you could be doing like the actual research? Is it like a, a photographer or a painter spending all their time thinking about their equipment? rather than taking photos or painting? Or is there a different dynamic here? Is, is there a lot more leverage here? Uh, then I wanted to talk about kind of what these apps are and these note-taking things. They're pretty new, so some of the concepts may not be known to everyone. They're, they're pretty different from the, the more um, legacy stuff. And then I wanted to talk about what I'm, I'm doing specifically myself right now. This is going to change over time, of course, but this is kind of a, a snapshot in time. So let's begin with the why, why care about any of this at all. I think it was Cal Newport who said something about how in a bunch of different disciplines and fields, like athletes, they know exactly how to train and how to, to get better. And they look very hard at how they're training too, to improve the training. But with knowledge workers, like anyone who's making a living with their brain, sitting in a chair all day reading stuff and trying to make good decisions... For some reason, this field hasn't had much of that. Everybody's kind of like randomly trying their own system and just sitting down in the morning and looking at email and just letting any kind of stuff distract them and guide them. And when they have good ideas or they have stuff, they, they just open some you know Word document or put it on a post-it on their desk. Or like People haven't given much thought to their system most of the time. So I think there's a bunch of low-hanging fruits there. And part of the theory behind it is also that human memory really sucks uh, compared to the suckiest of computers and we're, we're terrible. What we learn gets modified on the input. So basically you, you see something or you think about something and then your brain uh, record it in a way that has been filtered through this kind of lens and it's compressed and you lose a bunch of details. And so even what you remember is pretty far from what actually was there. And then when you retrieve it, it gets also modified or you only get part of it back or you completely forget it which is possible but most of the time it's it's somewhere in there but it's not available easily you basically have to find the right file in the filing cabinet of your mind to just access it and and sometimes you'll be lucky and something will remind you of it or you'll make a connection but other times you could know but it's just lost in there so the idea of creating this this second brain in a computer uh, some some call it PKM, personal knowledge management, or whatever you want to call it, doesn't matter. But the idea of offloading a bunch of that remembering part to a digital system, which is high fidelity, to free up your brain to do more of what it's best at, which is making connections, generating new ideas. You know, if, if you don't remember something, it's much easier to go back to your note system and look up the details and then try to think about the connections than, than try to just have everything stored in, in your brain. And the idea is also that any changes you make to that process may not overnight make a huge difference, but it's all it's all the little snowball rolling down the hill, right? It's all compounding. So over time, your second brain or whatever, your, your note system, if you manage it well and if you, you keep adding to it, 
its value grows and compounds, but also the connections that you can make between stuff starts to grow too, and that there's a kind of a, a nonlinear effect there. And over, like, if you if you plan on doing whatever you're doing right now, this knowledge work stuff for years and decades, even small improvements will give you a huge delta between different ending points. So that's kind of the pitch in general for why you should care about this. Like, there's a sweet spot with, yeah, I don't know, uh, if you take photos with the equipment, like at some point, you, spending more time on the equipment won't give you much better results. You'd better just practice the actual art. But I feel like we're so far behind that sweet spot, most of us, with with note-taking, that it, it's really worth for most people to spend some time researching this stuff and, and figuring out. So what what's the actual tech? What are the apps? Um, what are the, their models? How, how do they differ from one another? One, one way to look at it that I like is the, the gardener versus the architect. Uh, apps like Roam and Obsidian are a bit more on the gardener side, and an app like Notion is more on the architect side, in my view. Obsidian is, is slightly more in the middle. It depends how you use it. So the idea with the architects is that you, you create the structure first. Like you, you, you'll create like files and folders and databases and, and you, you, you have to think up the structure before you can fill in the details and, and add in the data. While on the Gardner side, you put a bunch of data in and some structure emerges over time. You still can, you know, all kinds of structural improvements to the thing and maps of knowledge and, and the way you link and use tags and everything. So it's not none of these softwares that are at the very extremes of these ideas. But with something like Chrome... Um, you have your daily pages, you, you put all your stuff in, and over time, the connections emerge. The reason why I prefer Obsidian over Rome, I think, is because the way the app is built, the design pushes you more towards a bit long-form writing and a bit more architecture, basically. You still have some files and some folders that you don't have in Rome. And Rome is, is very much built as a kind of outliner with all of the the bullet points, and it's harder to have long-form text and big excerpts and stuff like that. Like, you can't do it. You can fit in there, but you you feel like the app is not as designed for this as, as Obsidian. And so the way my brain works, the way I'm wired, I do a lot more long-form writing, uh, so Obsidian worked better for that. Another benefit of Obsidian over Rome was all of your files are saved locally in plain text markdown format. So in 10 years and 100 years, you know you'll be able to open them, and they're all yours. While Rome is all in the cloud, you have to pay... Uh, a monthly fee to access the stuff and so if you spend years and years adding stuff in you can probably figure out how to extract it and export it somewhere else but it's going to be a huge pain at least with obsidian i feel like i i own my data which is uh very important for something that's as valuable as uh, as accumulated knowledge over years and years i also like how obsidian's app is incredibly fast everything feels so quick like we we spend so much time in web apps that we've forgotten how fast our computers can be. So that, 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 was a nice, uh, that was a nice bonus for me. So now how do I use that stuff myself? I'm going to try to include some screenshots to show you some of the, the main kind of views and templates I have. But basically, maybe five, six years ago, I went from having no official way to keep all of my notes, mostly about investing at the time, to having... Uh, a linear journal so that's basically the equivalent of a word document I, I do mine in apple pages but it's the same thing and i just have this reverse chronology so every day i would write write the date and then start writing about everything interesting i read that day put some urls uh, some excerpts some quotes uh, i would try to tag everything by by ticker so that it's easy to do a, 
uh, search on the page and see everything I want to see about, say, Apple or Microsoft or Google or whatever. And I highlighted some words so that even just skimming through the document, I could see like what, what are the most important parts? What, what's this part about? So going from nothing to that was a huge, huge step forward. The problem with this is that you end up with a super long document at the end of the year because I, I created one per year. And it's like 300,000 words. And you can find stuff that you look for, but it's much harder to find connections. Like what, what I do with these is once in a while, um, I do searches for a specific company to see everything I, I've, I've read about that company in the past year. So that was great. Or I just kind of dip in and read a few pages at random and just use that to refresh my memory. And so that's good too. But there's not a built-in way to have these connections kind of emerge at the right moment when you need them. The benefit of apps like Obsidian and Rome is that they have these these uh, these two-way links where it's super easy to, to create links uh, almost like on a Wikipedia page from any keyword. And so say the name of a company or a concept or something, you link it. And then that creates a page for it, and you, you can go in, in there and write some stuff about that. But then that page links back to the original page, so you can see everything that's linking there. So over time, if you're working on, say, a certain company or a certain topic, all of the links from the past, like you could have written something or seen something interesting five years ago about it, and that link will emerge organically like in, in your sidebar or somewhere on that page where you can see, oh, yeah, I, I saw something a while ago. And so these connections will happen a lot more easily than with these linear documents where if I, I saw something five years ago but it's not available to mine right now it's not it's not coming up on its own from my brain and the chances that I'll find it I'll go back like five years of journals and do a, a search for the right keyword at the right time like it's almost impossible so so that's that's not a big benefit there it's also a great way to capture a bunch of concepts and abstract stuff that would be harder to capture in, in another system because the linear system works very well with very defined stuff like oh this is about company x but if there's something like oh this is a nice idea that someone talked about like it's going to probably float in there somewhere and i'm not going to find it again unless i, I randomly happen to be rereading that part with with these i guess i'll call them modern note-taking apps these concepts are much easier to kind of, you know, you can go to your graph view and see what, what they link to. Um, you can see the backlinks from some stuff. Every time you, you come across that concept with just hitting the bracket uh, key on your keyboard, you can you can easily link it. And over time, you can start to see like very, very different ideas that are linked through a similar concept. So, so it creates those connections there too. Another thing I, I've done is I've tried to create tiers of, of note-taking. So I have a file that's easy to access on my phone and that's always opened on my desktop. And I call it working memory. And right now I use the, the app drafts for it, but you could, could use Apple Note or, or just a plain text document. And the idea there is that if I want to capture something quickly during the day, I can just put it there. And later when I have time, I can process it and say, okay, is this something I need to do right now? I can do it. Is this something I, I need to capture for longer term storage? So I can put it in Obsidian. But the idea is if every time you have an idea, you have almost zero friction in capturing it somewhere, you, you forget a lot fewer of those and, and you can get, and you don't have to hold them in your head because that's something, another thing we're very bad at. And if you don't put your stuff on paper or on the screen and you try to keep all of the day's stuff that you need to do in your head, it's, it's just not conducive to uh, clear thinking about other stuff. You, you always feel like you have this pressure and you can't let go. So that's, that's something I've trying to go away from. And so this working memory file has been, has been great. 
And if I had to open Obsidian and fin- find the right note and the right thing, every time I had a little something to catch, um, it, that, that wouldn't work either. So I feel this two-tier arrangement is much better than either either of the things on its own. So now if I open my own Obsidian and I look at the page, the way I've structured things is I have a bunch of folders uh, and they're meant to catch most things. So I have one for books. So every time I write about a book or create a new page about a book, it's going to go in there. I have one for concepts. Uh, one for daily pages because I use a, a plugin that creates a, a daily page every day. And so the, the name of the page is the date. And there's a template with some a bunch of headers. So I have my to-do for the day uh, investing where I catch all, all the stuff I, I did for investing that day. I have a header for my newsletter and one for you know everything else. I have also folders for images, uh, newsletter stuff, people, technology, templates, and tickers. And tickers is the, the folder where every time I write about a new company the file name for that, the link, because uh, when you create a link in Obsidian or Rome, it creates kind of a new page. So the link is always the ticker of the company. And the cool thing about this is if I'm writing notes about one company, say, I don't know, Microsoft, and a bunch of other companies are mentioned in, say, a part of a transcript or something, I'm an article or something I'm writing about, I can e- super easily with a couple of keystrokes turn all of these keywords into links when I go back to these other pages, so say the Microsoft page suddenly links to, I don't know, the Amazon page because they mention AWS, then from the Amazon page, I can see where the Microsoft page referenced it. So over time in my graph and, and by following links, I can see which companies are kind of you know clustering together or, or talking about one another, or maybe I'm the one making the comparison or saying, oh yeah, this reminds me of when you know this happened with Metler Toledo back in you know 2010. And, and so I, I all of these connections over time accumulate and, and they're much easier to find again uh, later on when I, I revisit these notes. Um, and so same for people. So I, uh, I have a folder for people. So every time I mention someone in my notes and it creates a file, I can, I can make some notes about people. Oh, say this person said this thing I found interesting and I, I, can, I can capture a bunch of that in there. And so later on, if I'm having a call with that person, like five years later, I can just open the page for that person and see what we talked about five years ago or, you know, companies we discussed or, or whatever. And it's a super easy way to refresh your memory. So I'll try to include some screenshots in the post with this, this podcast. Hopefully uh, when you see it, it makes more sense. And uh, yeah, that's it for now, I think. Thank you for listening. Have a good day.